Uh, he, he's recording it. I'll send it to you. Send it, who, who did you send it to? Yes, so put it up there. Okay. Sky. Okay, it's been a, it's been a couple of weeks. And we have a long way to go. We just we just started. We were last talking about the the mashbir, the crisis of our time of our generation, which is summarized with the words nefesh shall yelled beguf shall mavugar. We're talking about that. The soul the soul of a of a boy that's lost in the body of an adult. That's really that really is everything that's happening. A little boy that's lost in in an adult in an adult body, the body that's growing up. And how this has brought to a terrible feeling of loneliness, confusion, rage. The parents, of course, are the target of most of that, but uh, on, a, on, a, on a particularly bad day, anybody that gets in the way will get it. Siblings are, for sure, uh, sitting ducks. a Rebbe, a friend, but the parents get the brunt of it. We saw, this goes back already, Purim time, on the way to Pesach, we saw the amazing Chiddush of the Shemi Shmuel in the parish of the Ben Saramar. I'm just hazarding a little bit to get us back into where we are. The parish of the Ben Saramar, that never happened, but the Torah opens up for us a way to try to understand how could there be a rebellious son? What does that mean, that there be such a child that's rebellious? There was never such a thing to such a degree with all the technicalities of of, of the Ben Sora as prescribed in the Gemara and the Rambam and so on. That it's almost impossible that such a thing could be. But how could it be that a child would turn against his parents. That it could be a Ben Saramar, whatever the Madrega is. But the Torah reveals a parasha like that, it's telling us that there's an Indian of a child that turns against the people who love him more than anybody in the world. How could it be such a thing? And you remember the Shemi Shmuel's Yisod. It's a tremendous Yisod, which we're going to talk about more. The Shemi Shmuel, just for a second to review, the Shemi Shmuel was wondering... Why would Mechila work when it comes to Ben Saramara? After all, he's killed Al-Shem Sofa because in the future, this, the way he's behaving, he's going to end up stealing and killing and so on. So we kill him while he still hasn't done all those horrible things. And yet, according to at least one view, one opinion in the Gemara, the, uh, the parents who are forgiving, if there's Mechila, if there's Mechila, then, then, then uh, it works. The Mechila works. How could that work? This is the way he's behaving. If the parents are Michael and that doesn't that doesn't change uh, that doesn't change reality, the fact that they forgive him is very, very sweet. 
it's nice, and they don't want him to be killed. But Lemaise, the way that he's behaving, the Torah says that we could see in the future where this kid is going, and we have to, we, we have to end this misery now. So what the Shemesh will explain is that Shuva works because of our connection to our parents, our grandparents, and our great-grandparents. We have something to return to. This kid was drifting off in outer space. And when the parents, it came to such a point where the parents were ready, were prepared to, to break the relationship, to send their own kid away into the grave. So that nituk, that disengagement from the parents, left the kid lost in space, just drifting. The second that the parents are moichel, that the parents think about it and say, we'll try. We're going to try. We're not sending him away. We're not closing the door. We'll try. We'll give another shot. We're Whatever happened, we're going to try. So the Shemesh Shmuel says that through that mechila, through that ability on the part of the parents to scratch, scrape together that love and that belief that the child can somehow be good, that we can work things out, that we attaches the child to the whole world of Avam Yitzhak and Yaakov, to the past, to the future. And therefore, we no longer say that he's going to end up killing. He's going to end up being a thief and murdering and so on. The Sof, we believe now, once, if he's, if, if he's tied up to that rope of the Ovis and his parents, then we believe, Bemun Shlema, that the Sof, that the end of this boy is going to be good. It'll be good. Sof, I lost his tshuva. Just the opposite. How and when, we don't know yet. But if the parents hold on, instead of giving up and sending him away and cutting their ties to him, instead, if the parents continue to believe in him and then Michael him, so the Shemish Shmuel says, the Torah is teaching us to the Pasha ben Saramara that sci-fi, sci-fi in the end, he'll come home. He'll come home, he'll do tshuva. Come home, I don't mean physically to the house. He might be away many, many nights, many days. But in the end, he'll be a yid, he'll be a Jew. He'll come back. <clears throat> we see a lot of that. There, there are a lot of studies that have made about, about kids that, that go away, that leave. We don't know that much about the kids who, are, who come back. There are also many, many Bohasha. Many of the children come back. Not, not all, tragically, but many of them come back. This, this Yisod of the Shemi Shmuel needs more explanation. It needs to be discussed further. It's going to play a very, very major part in, in our strategy for dealing with, with the Gamhabris, not only with the parents not only with the parents' strategy, but with the individual himself being able to come back and being able to start again after failing so many times in that Indian. In order to explain this, let me just first learn with you. I don't know if you still have that page that has the Shemi Shmuel on it. Next door to the Shemi Shmuel, 
We're going all the way from Sochetra, from Poland, all the way to Germany, to the great Tzadik of Shamsha Fal Hirsch. If you don't have a listen, it's not hard. <clears throat> in many places in his writing, this Rabbi Shamsha Fal Hirsch demonstrated an extraordinary modern way of looking at, at education, at children, at education. He was way ahead, Rabbi Shamsha Fal Hirsch. He had to be. Because of what he was dealing with in Germany at that time. <clears throat> he was very, very far ahead of his time. And like in, what year? Like when was this happening? We're talking about in the we're talking about in the middle nineteenth century. So he was very far ahead. And in many places, Reb Shamshon of Hirsch warns against parents and Mechanchem who reach certain conclusions about the kids, premature conclusions. Before we read inside, let me just read you a sentence from, from um, uh, a sefer that he has. It's called Yisaitis Achinach in Hebrew. I, I can't read it in German. It was translated into Hebrew, Yisaitis Achinach. And he writes over there, Oy l'mechanach v'oy l'chanicho. Oy to the mechanach and oy to the student, chanicho. Kashahala don also lachoiva muchlatas. He says, Oiva voy for the Rebbe and Oiva voy for the kid. When the Rebbe paskins, don also lachoiva muchlatas. When in the Rebbe's mind, the kids, he paskins, he doesn't say this to the, the, the old timers used to say. He used to say beferish. But now the, the more careful. When the Rebbe Paskins, this kid, Donus Allah, Chayva Muchlatis. Chayva Muchlatis means guilty as charged. Chayva Muchlatis. The kid's no good. The Gomer Bedaito Shuhura. And the Rebbe has decided, as a Shlechte, that God forbid the kid is Ra. The kid is bad. He's a Sarah He's bad. Daito Zur, Shamshan Falher says, this thought that the Rebbe has. The Rebbe doesn't say it. But this thought that the Rebbe has, or the parent has, it's even more. This thought that Paskin's on a kid, that the kid is Ra, he's bad. Daito zu tashpia kamuvan al oifen pu'uloisa. First of all, Rabbi Shamshlor says, that this conclusion, this foregone conclusion reached by the Rebbe or the parent, that the kid is bad, this will have, an, right away, a tremendous influence over the Rebbe and parent. How they treat the kid, how they look at the kid, how they talk to the kid. That's the first thing. And says, guaranteed that this Rebbe will not be able to bring this kid back will not be able to bring him back. This kid who's failing, academically, religiously, whatever it is, he will not be able, listen to the words, He will not be able to bring this failing child back. And the parents also will not be able to bring back a child once it's paskined 
in the mind of the Rebbe or the parents, the Rebbe and the parents, that the, that the kid is no good. So Chashvalher says they're not going to be able to bring him back. Maybe some other, some other way, other people, whatever. But they're not going to be able to, to bring him back. Once they came to that conclusion, they're not going to be able to bring him back. Now this goes back to understanding in Lashna Kodesh the meaning of the word na'ar. That's what we're talking about. A na'ar, an adolescent. A na'ar. Now look inside if you have it still, the page. This is this is from, from Rav Hirsch's commentary from his parish on Chumash. On Bracious, on the Pusik at the beginning of Yetzalev HaOdem Ram in the Urav. So a scary Pusik in Chumash. Again, if you don't have it, just try to listen. It's on the same page with the Shemish Shmuel. You probably have that somewhere. So, Yetzalev HaOdem Ram in the Urav. It says in Chumash, such a Pusik that the Bar Olam is describing the matzav that mankind was in after the chait and how things after Adam and Chav and how things began to get worse. So it says such a strong lotion, Yetzir Leiv Adam Ra, that the Yetzir is Ra, is bed, there's a Yetzir Hara, Min Nu'urav. Min Nu'urav. Now look inside. We're going to try to learn some definitions of the word Na'ar and some other words that are used in Tanakh for an adolescent, for a young person. But when we're learning these things, as I've said already a number of times, even though we're talking about the kids, but remember that we're all young at heart, right? So even though we're talking about the kids, um, already many of the adults here have mentioned to me that they felt that they were uh, included in what we're learning because we haven't outgrown many things. We haven't outgrown many, many things. So, besides everything else about Rosh Hashanah that made him such a great tzaddik, he was also an extraordinary baki in Lashon HaKadosh. And there are many, many places where he is a Megala, such insight into, into words that we're so used to. So he writes, Umahi mashmos min What's the meaning of min that Lashon of Min the word Na'ar, Min Na'urav. So we translate as a young person, an adolescent, a teenager, a Na'ar. Min What does it mean? My Mashmos Min And what's the meaning of Na'urim? That word, Na'urim. Hamuvan Hamakari Shal Na'ar. So Absham Shalher says that the original, the, the core, Meaning of the word nar, hamuvan amakarishal nar hu lenaer. What does it mean, lenaer? To to awaken and to shake out. It's the same thing. Lenaer means like you have a tablecloth, right? You menaer it, but it means to get something going. It means to cast something aside, away. In the case of waking up from sleep. So Rav Hirsch brings to throw away, to awaken. There's something that's asleep, that's sitting there. Like in Allah, when something is, when there's an Issa that's 
it returns and it's awakened because of something that happened in the taruvas, in the mixture of whatever it is, that there's, it's choyze v'neye. It was, it was in a state of slumber and it's choyze v'neye. So of Hirsch writes, kach etzel shemshen. It says by shemshen, ina er. Now, what does that mean? Now you remember that it says in Navi that Shimshon fell asleep in the lap of Delila. It's one of those places that we skip when we teach the kids, right? So we tell the story about Shimshon bringing the whole place down, but the, everything before that we were a little bit uncomfortable with. So Shimshon fell asleep in the lap of Delila, and, and she gave him a haircut, right? She cut off his hair. And it says in Navi, Vayasar Koychay Me'alav, that the mystery of his koyach, of his superhuman strength, was in his hair. Which is at the very beginning, that's not for now. It's connected to Svir Sa'imah, obviously, to the Indian of Saris. And it says in Pasuk, Vayasar Koychay Me'alav, that he lost his strength. Vayikatz Mishinasai, says in Navi, that Shimshon woke up. Right? It says he woke up. Doesn't the Lashon there doesn't say he woke up. But the Navi says he woke up. But Yomer Eitzay Kepam Bepam Veina Er. That's where it first brings. Eitzay Kepam Bepam Veina Er. I will go like I've done in the past. Veina Er. Veina Er means that I will shake this off of me. I will wake up. He didn't know that Hashem had left him. That whatever, that Hashem was like uh, fed up with him. Hashem saw me olav. The Mitsuda says that in the past, Shimshon had experienced moments of weakness. And that's why he said, this happened to me in the past that I didn't feel as strong as I was used to. And the way that in the past what I would do is that I would shake it off of me, the weakness. That sleepiness and that weakness, I would shake off. So Shimshon said, so Shimshon said to him, I'm going to do that again. I'm going to shake off this weakness. But he didn't know. So the Matsuda says that he thought that he would once again be able to go out bigvur with his strength. And he would be able to, air means to wake up, to wake up and to shake off the sleepiness and the weakness that was upon him. And it says in the Navi Yeshaya, Nowhere kapav mitmeich b'shaychad. Where a person refuses to get involved in any kind of shaychad, in any kind of bribery, he cleans his hands, noyer kapav, he shakes off bribery from his hands. Not to have anything to do with it. V'chein hol. And other places in Navi, in Tanakh. U'barachava. We see that when it comes to the, when it comes to the um, preparing of, the, of this, the, uh, the bread from the stalks of grain, of wheat. N'ures. Which is the p'soylas hamushlachas mehapishtan. Or by the flax, preparing the flax for the material and by, and by the grain with the wheat. The n'ures is the part that you throw off, you peel off and you throw off. 
so the Nuris is also Lashon of Linnaer, to shake off, to cast aside. Bezugam Mashmos Yemehan Nuurim. And Rav Hirsch says brilliantly that this is the definition of Yemehan Nuurim. That's why it's called Anar, a young man. Yemehan Nuurim. Ha'odam Bitsi'iru, so a person when he's young. As we've been talking about for weeks, he's desperately trying to develop, to grow, and he's trying to find his way, who he is. Now, on the way to doing that, and in order to accomplish that, what the young person does He's basically, without saying it, he's saying, I'm going to shake, I'm waking up from being a little kid. And he's going to shake off of himself all of the conventions, all of the things that were taken for granted when he was a little boy. The most obvious victims are going to be his parents. That process of his na'ari, here it's not a good thing, of vi'ina er, Eight say, I'm going to get out of what I was stuck in, like Shimshin said. Eight say, kepam bepam ve'ina er. Anar is filled with that need to be mena'er, to cast aside anything that he feels is holding him in the past, is holding him to something that he, that, that he, he doesn't find in himself. Therefore, all of the Risham, all of the impressions that are broadcast into him from outside. And the kid's subjected to he's subjected to to a million things. I was just uh, I was just going I was just in the yeshiva with my grandson. That's some uh, grandfather thing, whatever. And uh he's learning Bishnais. And I'm, he's so sweet and so delicious. And I'm learning with nice with him, and 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 while I was sitting there learning, and I'm looking around at the other boys, I, I it's in my head I was saying Rabbi Shalom. I I didn't I was le- middle of learning with him the Mishnah, but I said Rabbi Shalom, how many of these there were hundreds of children. I said how many of these boys are going to are going to try to throw this away? I was thinking about it, and I said please please, none of them should, and that my grandson should be a good boy. That's what I was thinking about. And I was learning with the mission, and I was wondering, like, is he going to be able to accept these words that we're learning? Is he going to try to be mina'er, lina'er, lina'er, to shake, to like, like, a, like shaking a shmata, to shake off the, the dirt, the, the things that don't belong. So the kid, Rav Hirsch is saying such an unbelievable thing, the word na'ar. Rav Hirsch is saying is that harishomim haboimelov mi bechutz. The kid is subjected to tons of information, ideas, things that come from outside of him. And he begins to get suspicious. Like, how much of this is really me? How much of this is really me? So it, that could happen any time. Like, he's, he could be in, a, in the, middle of, the middle of a Taisavis in, in Bav Mitzi, you understand? And he, and he starts to think. It's a very subtle thought. Like, what is this? What is this? What does that do with me? This isn't me. This isn't me. So, Harishabim Haboyim Elohim Bechutz, he's being bombarded with Rishamim, with impressions, Rishamim, 
from the word Raisha. He's being bombarded with things from outside. Ben Toif and Ben Roy. There's good stuff. More Gemara, more Mishnayis, more more Chumash and Rashi, more good things, lots of good things. Warm feelings from people who love him. He's getting bombarded with good stuff. Ben Roy. And he's getting hit with a lot of bad stuff. All different things. The Mitzvah says, "Einam niklotimbo derch keva." Nothing at that point has yet become permanently engraved and absorbed. He's a nar. He's a nar, and the nature of a nar is to shake off, l'na'er, to shake off, not to let. He doesn't. He doesn't know how, and he doesn't allow things to sink into that place. That's really the deeper meaning of that. He's not in a place of das. That's, the, that's das. He doesn't have das. Doesn't mean he's not smart. Teva hanar odenu b'matzavo hamikori. The nature of the nar is he still in his original state. His original state means, I guess we could just say, he's very honest. He's very honest. He's the way that he came out of the press. Hashem is the way he came off. And he came into the world. He didn't le- learn yet all the chachmas of how to impress and how to try to give an impression and how to try to appear. Okay? How to try to appear. He hasn't yet put on the talus, the garment of chenufa, of trying to flatter and to impress. He's original. The kid is original. And because of that, even though, even though everybody's trying to tell him, this is it. This is it. The side of good is telling him, this is it. Yankee, this is it. So Yankees, no. And then the side of bad, the bad stuff is saying, this is it. You got to do this. This is, the, this is it. So also there. It's not, it's not Kavua. It doesn't, nothing is able to yet set up shop in him, like a permanent, you know, to, 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 to be a permanent dwelling. Everything is a dearest aroi. Odenu minna'er me'alav rishamim. He's still at a time in his life where he's minna'er. He, he shakes off rishamim. That's why also you don't have to go so, sometimes you, you get nervous. Parents get very, very, it's, it's a scary thing. A little kid hears something that's very, very bad or saw something that's very, very bad. It's, of course, it's, it's a problem. But one has to also understand that, that he still has the ability of his snari me'orfakumi. Really, Hashem calls every Jew, that the Jewish people, even when we're 90 years old, 100 years old, Hashem still says, and we're always able to be in a place of his snari me'orfakumi. Tuma, the evil, never, ever, ever is able to sink completely into the essence of a Jew. Certainly when it comes to a child. The whole Indian of a child is that he's a nar. So whatever he's subjected to, he has the, he has the natural, because of his Mercurius, because he's still himself, and he, he has the natural, uh, the natural reaction of being menayar. 
So, you, you know, as a parent, you'll find yourself saying to the kid something like, didn't I tell you already a hundred times to do this? And, and the kid, if he would be able to answer, he would say, it makes no difference to me, he told me a million times. I'm not in this ball from you, you understand? I'm not in this ball from you. That's why it's very hard, Chinuch. It's not in this ball. And you see, he's a smart kid, and you ask him, you know, you're a smart kid, how do you forget that I told you that, uh, I told you that at uh, 7 o'clock you have to, you have to uh, brush your teeth? It looks like you're, out of, you're from outer space. <clears throat> the second you tell him that, it's not because he's not smart. It's something that he doesn't feel connected to, brushing his teeth. It's a pain in the neck. He doesn't, he's not interested in brushing his teeth. So the second you tell him that, he's menire. He, just, he shakes it off. It's not, it's not in this pole from that. He just shakes it off. Tzirim, therefore, Rav Hirsch says, Tzirim, enim loy tzadikim l'orishayim. Young people, they're not tzadikim, they're not rishayim. There's this, I mentioned this already uh, a little bit once in the past, that, that it became popular now that, uh, that parent, you have a father, will always say to his kid, come here tzadik, and this tzadik, and that tzadik. Remember the look. My father heard this once. I did this once, when when the, when he was little, and I said, "Be at be at tzaddik, you know, at tzaddik, do this." And my father said to him, "What kind of tzaddik is? What kind of tzaddik? What kind of tzaddik is he?" My father said, "Tzaddik, tzaddik is the satmar of a tzaddik. What kind of tzaddik is? It's a little pishy. He's not tzaddik. What tzaddik is this?" My father wasn't saying that he's not a nice boy, he's not a good boy. Tzaddik? He's saying such a lot. Tzaddik. Tzaddik is not vayda. Tzaddik. This is all part of how everybody's good, you know, good, everything is good, everybody's good. It's an American Western thing. There's nothing that's more positive than Tyrone. There's nobody that looks at us better as Amech Kulam Tzaddikim. We just started to say Pekiavis. Amech Kulam Tzaddikim. But Tzaddik is something that you have to work at to reveal within yourself and to bring out from the kid. So the paskin on the kid that he's a tzaddik, it's also not. The paskin on the zarasha. He says, "Loy tzaddik v'lorishayim." Oy loy lemisha soiver she yelled min hashuru harasha mitiva. That's what he's focusing on here. Oy loy, oy vavoy to a person who looks at a child. Whatever a child, one of the children, Menashur means from the oilum, from the crowd. And the Rebbe looks at this, or the parent, and, and, and thinks that the kid is a Rosh, that his Teva, God forbid, that his Teva is that he's Ra. That the kid is a Rosh, God forbid, that his, that his, his Teva, his nature, is that he's Ra. Mishab Emes Mavchim Biyeladim, anybody who truly understands, who, who understands children, Knows that that's simply not true. It's incorrect. The young people are not mushchasim. Are not chasshon mushchasim. You know, disgusting, bad. We show him. Whatever that means in Bereishis, which our first is going on. Whatever the tikkun was through the Ovis and through Matan Torah, we're talking about a Jewish child is a nenu rami nuurav. There's no such thing. That he's ra. Ha'adam eno shoef el harami nuurav. 
Avraham says that the child has no aspirations, he has no she'ifas farah when he's a kid. But derech klal, usually, mispah ha'mavugarim ha'shoah from alarahu rav, mi mispah ha'tzim, there are plenty of more adults that have she'ifas farah, that are looking for bad stuff, that want to be bad, than kids. Nochoin omnami says, it's true that the, ki- the kids will do a lot of bad things. It's true. They'll do a lot of bad things. That's only because they're in that place of Anar, which is they're still very committed to Nurim. They're very committed to what? To being who they are and what they feel like. <coughs> And they don't, and therefore they're not. They're not allowing things to make that that roshim that is engraved in them, and they are minayer. They're casting off from them different roshamim, different things, and they're not mishabed themselves yet to all hamitzvahs. They're not able to be mishabed themselves to something. The nature of a nair is that he naturally resists any shibud. A nair can't stand any shibud. Any imposition that he feels is unnatural because he's not in a place of flattering and lying and making him believe and trying to impress. It's only as we get older we learn that whole malacha to make people think. uh, Like you know, you have like adults are standing over an infant. I'm not talking about a, a kid, an infant. And for a half hour they're trying to get the kid to smile. You ever see such an uh, uh, adult people going like this, standing up and trying to get the... At some point, the kid, the kid's looking at this stuff, and at some point he goes, <laughs> you know, it makes like a thing. And then, then the whole, everybody goes, Meshuggah, and they're all taking pictures and they're sending it out to the whole world, and they're putting it in the newspapers that he made this. The, the kid's probably thinking, get them off my back already, with this, standing over me making this face. And they don't know what this face is. Everybody's doing this. But that's the beginning of the problem, is that he's trying to look a little bit like they're making the face. He's trying to imitate a little bit. That's when the Torah is starting a little bit, when, he's, when he makes that first thing to make everybody, because he wants to, he, he, he doesn't know. And then, and then the next time, he, he got a good reaction. When he did that, he saw the oil like, got excited. So, then, so then, he, then he's thinking in his little brain, he's thinking, yeah, try this again. And then that's how, that's how it gets going, right? Yeah, try that again. Self-control. Control yourself. You tell a little kid, you tell a kid, control yourself. And again, in the ages we're learning is getting older because of the soul of a child in an adult body, the, the times that we're living in. So this is also by 13, 14, 15, 16. You'll even see it by 17, 18-year-old, such a thing. Used to be you would see this more by a 7-year-old, 8-year-old. Now you're seeing it by 17, 18-year-old. This... By, by older kids, that you have to do this, and you have to you have to control yourself. People who teach us know sometimes you're in a class, and and there's a kid that's just he starts to do something strange, and then he starts to act up, and he knows he's going to get like in in trouble. Whenever there's a kid, will like, give give a, a scream or something, or make a noise, or do something strange, and he's going to get in trouble. 
And it's Baldu Gimelusa. Every time he does that, he gets into trouble. And the Rebbe says to him, like, why are you doing that? Don't, don't you see it's bad for you? And, and he, 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 he can't hold himself back from that, the kid. And the adults are saying, it has bad consequences. And if you do that, this is going to happen. And, and it has happened to you, the bad stuff. And you're looking at the kid, and you don't want to punish him. He's like, why are you doing that again? Don't you understand? Any all, any all that you put on a nar, the the nar wants to be minna'er. To, to throw it off. Dovin, I'm asking you to just not to call out like that. Continue. And in this longing that they have for atzmaut, it's almost Yom Atzmaut, I think. <laughs> but this need for Atzmaut, today it is? No, it's Rosh Chodesh Yom Atzmaut. With this need for Atzmaut, for Atzmaut is in the word Etzem. To be myself. Etzem. To be myself. Ubishiyifosam la'atzmos heimavakshim l'nair ol zemi alayim. The natural thing, the need is to be l'nair ol zemi alayim. To throw it off, this ol. It could be the smallest little thing. The smallest little thing. He said, well, can't you do this? The second it says, you, the second you say you have to, from that second, he's thinking about, how do I get this off? How do I throw this away? Because he can't bear any shibudim. He can't bear that. Now we're going to see when it comes to Shmir Sabris, the scariest and heaviest all that is thrown upon a kid that he only begins to realize when he starts to mature, when his body matures, is the all of Shmir Sabris. Where somehow some it was it was brought to his to his uh, to his to his knowledge, to his thinking. Somehow it came to him that the most horrible thing you could do is to be pargim the bris, and and you have to be very very careful to guard the bris, and you cannot in any way do something in an unholy way. And the the, the boy feels that this all that that it was placed upon him by teachers and rabbis and. They tell him that Hashem did that in the Tarshim Chasav and whatever. That this all that was that was placed upon him, he feels in his teva that this all contradicts his very existence. In other words, his self definition as a bocher is livchar, to have choice, and the nature of. A nar from the time that he's little is l'na'er, is to rid himself of any shibud. The greatest, the the more something is opposed to your teva, right? The more unnatural you feel something is, the greater the shibud. So, right? That's the most bitter slavery. When it's something you like to, but if it's something that you feel is mamish against your very teva, then then the more you feel it, it contradicts who you are, the etzem, the more you feel that it's taking away your atzma'ut, 
and the angrier you become, and the deeper need you have, lehisnayer. Therefore, what many of the boys are doing, they're they're going after the they're going after their newfound sexuality, as far as the body is concerned, in a way that's feverish, that's without control. Because to the degree, to the extent that they feel how unnatural that shibud is, it, 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 it's something which is so frightening. It's so completely disconcerting to them that the need lehisnaya, davke from that, is more desperate than anything else in their lives. Because there's nothing that they feel is unnat- as unnatural for them as to just hold back the norm, this instinct that they're having, this pleasure that they're having, or that they anticipate having. It's the most natural need. So, more than anything else, this shibud of Kedusha Sabriz, the child instinctively feels that he must, he must unburden himself of that. It contradicts his need for atzma'ut, for atzmoz, for being who he is, etzem, atzmi, to be myself. It's very, very hard for the child. The word lhizgaber is the word mivulgar. What does the word mivulgar mean? An adult. Lhizgaber. Lhizbager and lhizgaber is the same thing. Mivugar and his gaber and lehit bager, from the same shayish. It means to mature, like you know, the test when they get older. It's called what? The bagrut. Lehis gaber and lehis bager. It's the same thing. It's very hard to misgaber. Alat zushal harotzin. The rotzin, the rotzin. I I want, I want, I want to just be myself, and myself needs this pleasure. And then all the adults are saying, bad, it's bad, it's evil, don't do it. This is worse than not brushing your teeth. This is worse than not going to bed. It's bad stuff. That lack, that deficiency, that image, uh, that, that, as a, 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 of, of intellectual maturity, where a person is artificially going to Say, I have to control this. I have to control this. So an adult knows, like you're standing, you know, you're next to the person, you're at the smorgasbord, and there are two people ahead of you. Or let's say, let's say you were going straight for the ribs, right? And you had, oh, you had, it was open. So you had like into the end zone. You had mama straight to the ribs. And you had your fork and you had your plate. And you were heading, you had, and like some person just goes there, Amachutzav goes, and, and just goes in front. And, then, and, the, and the person then realizes, the one that stepped ahead of you, they're taking the, and they stepped ahead of you, and then they realize that they did that, it wasn't so nice, they, and they said, oh, oh I'm, I'm terribly sorry, and you say, oh, <laughs> no problem at all, but you're standing with the fork, and you, <laughs> right? Yes. Could have gotten Mamish in the back of the neck, this guy. <laughs> It's not, and you're saying, oh, 
Oh, please. Everybody, everybody's invited, please. <laughs> now, a kid would just do that. He would just take the fork and stab the guy. <laughs> He's, he got in my way. An adult knows already that there's an Indian of Seichel. Seichel, Bagus HaSeichel, this means the Seichel says that you, know, you have to show like this. There's nothing. The spirit doesn't mean anything to you. And uh, of course, you're Balder Haritz and all, all, all proper behavior and human conventions and so on. You believe in all that stuff and you're a mature person. So, But the kid doesn't have any of that stuff. As he gets older, he matures, he hears enough about it, and he says, okay, I'll try to be like this, I'll try to be like that. It, it, it's not kavua. Chos ha-bagus He's not action. He's stubborn. He doesn't have this thing to that I'm supposed to bend. I'm supposed to give in. I myself. Davke, it's Davke, this, this fierce independence that he's looking for, that's, that's, that Hashem planted in the shorish of a human being, in the shorish of his personality. This is Davke going to be the, this, this need for independence is Davke, the root that's going to develop, if everything goes right, into, into Haboger, into that adult who could become a tzaddik. Who will become a tzaddik. So it's a very, very, very delicate thing. It's a very delicate thing to, to crush that independence is to destroy the adult that he's going to become. It's to destroy it. On the other hand, that it's Hutra uh, Ritsua, that it's Hefke, the kid does what he wants, what he feels like doing. It's also... It gets out of, he doesn't know how to control himself, and you have to help him to control himself. But the etzim of who he is, the etzim of who he is, is this need for atzmos. Now, what we are learning from the Shem Yishmuel, and we're going to continue to, to, to explore next week in Mitzvah Shem, is what does that mean? To be able to, to, be able to believe that the kid is bad, some good, and to respect the na'ar, and at the same time, to teach the child and to teach ourselves not to be menayah, authority, tyra, misfits, rules, regulations, while preserving the child, not losing the, that, that natural, healthy instincts and the independence of a child. That's a big chachma. So, Mitch, we'll continue to work on that next time.